Welcome everyone to today's devotion. We are in Acts chapter 23. Uh, Paul is in Jerusalem standing before the Jews on trial. And again, there's clear parallels between uh, the gospel narratives regarding Jesus and what we're seeing with Paul. I do believe that is on purpose on Luke's part, who of course wrote both the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Uh, but he's standing before the Jews, uh, which which starts at the end of chapter 22. It's kind of a unfortunate chapter break. But we pick up here chapter 23. Looking intently at the council, Paul said, Brothers, I have lived my life before God in all good conscience up to this day. And the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Um, now, this this is, of course, it's, it's not justice, right? Um, what did Paul say that was so offensive, right? Nothing, nothing. But, um, but he, he, he's already decided what the verdict is before he heard the case, right? That is a recipe for injustice. And what they're doing to Paul is injustice. Now, notice Paul's response. God is going to strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law? And yet, contrary to the law, you ordered me to be struck. What is Paul doing there? He's, he's pointing out their hypocrisy. And it is hypocrisy. Uh, you claim to be defenders of the law, yet while carrying out the law, you violate it. Uh, and uh, um, I, I think we, you see a human side of Paul. Paul isn't perfect. Uh, yet at the same time, I think it's understandable. Uh, he was one who has dedicated his life to uh, the law, uh, trained to be a Pharisee, and was zealous for the law. And here he is being abused by it. Um, by those who are supposed to be defenders of it. Uh, look, it's a society will stand and fall on the character of its leaders. Uh, something for us to, to remember, uh, which is why politics is downstream from culture. Culture is downstream from theology. You get the theology wrong, everything else will crumble. And we as a society are getting all of that wrong, uh, obviously. Verse 6, now when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees. He cried out in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial. Of course, he is right. Now, he's defining these terms from a Christian perspective. He has a Pharisee background, uh, but his message has been Christ is risen from the dead. And if Christ is risen, we're risen, 1 Corinthians 15. And so he's right in, in, in saying, I'm here because of my hope in the resurrection. If the way they perceive that is the divide between left and right. Uh, and as Luke explains here, um, the dissension road between Pharisees and Sadducees. Verse 8, For the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. And so that, that's the divide. It's a theological divide. Pharisees um, adopt the all 39 books of the Old Testament. Sadducees only adopted the first five books of the Old Testament as inspired. We've talked about this before. Uh, when Jesus is asked about the resurrection, um, you remember he, he quotes from Exodus, uh, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is, God didn't say I was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, so, so the implication there is um, ongoing existence, resurrection. Uh, so Paul is dealing with some of this, or at least he, he raises it here. And so dissension comes here. Now, some are critical of what Paul does here. But actually, I think Paul is illustrating for us uh, a lot of things. One, that this is a theological debate um, that he's on trial because of his belief in the resurrection uh, of Christ and thus the resurrection of the believer. But also it, it shows um, that um, the, the division between the two is deep. 
and 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 though they're reading the same Bible, uh, they are motivated by other factors that, that go beyond it. Um, we're seeing that with with woke religion right now, particularly with uh, the LGBT community and feminists. There seems to be a real division there. We're seeing other things similar like it. I don't want to chase, chase that rabbit. But notice verse 9, Then a great clamor arose, and some of the scribes of the Pharisees' party stood up and contended sharply, We find nothing wrong with this man. Now notice, this isn't justice, really what Paul's arguing. They're not concerned with justice. They're concerned with their traditions. They're concerned with their 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 view of things being carried out. What if a spirit or an angel spoke to him? Right? Of course, that's not a question you ask in a court of law. That's not it. So the Sadducees will turn against him because he holds against it. The Pharisees will defend him because he holds to the resurrection. That's not how justice works. And, and this is a perversion of the justice. This is why tribalism is evil. And we're seeing that now. All right? And we've seen it for decades. And I can give you examples. But again, that would be a distraction. Verse 12, when it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves... Um, actually, let me go to verse 11. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said... Now notice that the Lord stood by Paul. In the middle of, of, of this chaos, in the middle of imprisonment, in the middle of injustice, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. And this is the rest of the story. Uh, Paul is under assault here in Jerusalem. He has declared his citizenship. As we'll see in the rest of this chapter, he's going to go to the next stage, which is before uh, Felix, and then he's going to stand before another Herod, and then he'll eventually uh, make it to, to Rome. Well, verse 12 starts what I find to be a bit of a humorous scene, um, and uh, I think you'll see why. Verse 12, When it was day, the Jews made a plot and bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who made this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food till we have killed Paul. Now, therefore, you, along with the council, give notice to the tribune to bring him down to you as though you were going to determine his case more exactly. And we are ready to kill him before he comes near. This is mob violence, right? And it's evil. You, you, you would never give justice over to the mob. Um, because justice will never be carried out. But it's humorous because uh, their plan doesn't work. So, so you have to ask yourself, did they, did they start themselves to death in the pursuit of killing Paul or, or, or not? You know, you, you got to think at some point, you know, that they're hiding from each other with a with sandwich prepared by their wives. Um, but also notice here that this is hate. This is what hate actually is. Now, we've, we've diminished the meaning of that word. Um, and we, we, we say that people are hateful who aren't, and we won't say people who are hateful actually are. Um, but this is hate. Uh, when, when, you, you, when all you want to do is to kill someone, and you can, you can guise it under the, the reins of, of justice and righteousness and whatever it might be, but this is hate. This is actual hate. Wishing violence upon someone is hate. Well, as the rest of the story says, going all the way down to verse 22, um, they're unsuccessful. Uh, Paul seems to have um, uh, enough inf- inf- influences around that he's able to uh, escape this. Well, uh, that means he's then brought to Felix the governor. Uh, again, the parallels are, are clear. Um, he stands before the Jewish council uh, and is condemned. Now he's going to stand before uh, the Roman governor. Um, and so the parallels, I think, are quite obvious. They're not perfect parallels, but I, I think there's, there's enough callback there for us to make a connection. 
Um, and so in verse 26 to 30, we get a letter, uh, an epistle within the book of Acts. And so these letters help us understand later le- le- letters of the New Testament. You'll see it's very short. Uh, it's just a paragraph. Um, most letters at this time were. Paper was very expensive. So uh, the letters of the New Testament are quite long for this time period. Um, but it's written to His Excellency, the Governor Felix. Uh, and so... Um, Verse 29, what matters is there. I found that he was being accused about questions of their law, but charged with nothing deserving death or imprisonment. It's interesting here that Paul isn't ever officially condemned, um, but that distracted so much by the theological debate of the resurrection, it's it's almost like Paul was a forgotten issue. And so, um, but regardless of that, uh, there is a plot to kill him. So the the... Roman government has an interest in protecting Paul, but they also want to secure uh, his innocence or guilt. Right? So, so they bring him before the, the Roman, the, the Roman in charge of this. And so, but but the letter says, look, I, I, if he's if he's guilty of breaking the law, what what is that to us? Right? This is this is in our terms state rights, right? I mean something loosely like that. But verse thirty, and when it was disclosed to me that there would be a plot against the man. I sent him to you at once, ordering his accusers also the state before you what they have against him. It's interesting that the Romans are following um, standard practices of, of justice, but the Jews aren't. And, and you know that American system, uh, much of our judicial system comes from the Jews um, in, in the way that um, you're, you hear from your accusers. Right, so so we have people who stand trial, and accusers come and they speak in public court, and all those records are public. What you say is a matter of record, and the accusations you make become a matter of record. It's interesting that the Jews had violated that with the uh, trial of Jesus, and then with the trial of Paul, and it's the Romans who are carrying this out, protecting uh, the. The, the accused, whether guilty or innocent, protecting them, seeing to it they have a fair and just trial. It's the Romans doing this. Uh, uh, why? Because what you have is a mob in Jerusalem. So Paul has to be taken out of it. Well, this is eventually going to lead him uh, one step further away from Jerusalem on his way towards Rome. Uh, so Felix will respond in chapter 24. So uh, we are uh, quickly approaching the end of the book of Acts. It's hard to believe that we have, uh, what, four chapters left. Um, and uh, so uh, around this time next week, we, we will be done. Hard to believe. Um, and we will quickly be approaching the one-year anniversary of when we started all this. Um, and next week will actually be that anniversary. So, um, um, so Lord willing, tomorrow, we'll look at Felix. See you then.